I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, you have heard the opening statement now from the defense side of this case. The attorney, one of the two attorneys representing former President Donald Trump, Bruce Castor Jr., and honestly, I'm still sorting out my thoughts. Uh, I've brought Boyd Matheson here in studio, host of Inside Sources, opinion editor of the Deseret News, uh, to help me sort out what has been presented in the opening deliveries from the, the two sides. The impeachment managers, the House managers, made their case, their opening case, led by Representative Raskin of Maryland uh, during your program today. Uh, remind folks what was what were the main points uh, brought up during the impeachment managers uh, case? Yes, they're very interesting. The uh, the impeachment manager. Remember, the only issue that's on the table today is the constitutionality of this entire process. Very easy to forget if you were listening to the past forty three minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and and also could have been easily forgotten listening to the House managers. They Certainly actually, at the onset. Yes, they they led with ten minutes of, of video of January sixth. Uh, and so clearly their strategy was not just to talk about whether or not this is constitutional. It was also to recreate all of the energy, the fear, the angst that many of these senators experienced themselves on January the 6th. So they led with a very emotional push there. And then they started to lay out, uh, you know, how words had been interpreted over time uh, and, and what that really looked like. And also interesting, their strategy included quoting a lot of very conservative judges and lawyers and constitutional experts. Almost so they, exclusively, you we heard uh, case after case, quote after quote from various media outlets of exactly uh, yeah. that group of people, conservative uh, judges. Let's take one step back here for a moment, uh, and as we look at both the presentation delivered by the impeachment managers and uh, what the past 45 minutes has entailed, the opening remarks from the president, President Trump's uh, defense team, which continues now uh, in in you know in detail, the the way we've presented this thus far has confined it to the opening remarks mm-hmm. from each team, and so that's why we've stepped away. That's why we stepped away early. The stuff is certainly valuable, but it is outside the opening comments. Taking a step backwards today, and honestly, the entirety of this Senate trial is a foregone conclusion. It is very likely that when these two sides finish debating here on Tuesday, that the, devo- that the vote cast will uphold the constitutionality of these proceedings. When the uh, duration of these proceedings carries out, it's very likely that uh, the president will be acquitted, uh, not uh, not you know charged or convicted yeah. of this. And that will then in turn not open the door to that secondary question of whether or not uh, he should be prohibited from further office. With all that said... Knowing that, knowing that the senators in the chambers right now know how this week is going to play out, who's the audience today? Yeah, I think the audience is really the uh, the American people today. Uh, I, I think they are uh, really playing. A lot of this is going to everything we're going to hear over the next several days. And so let's say uh, that no uh, no. Uh, anyone is is brought before them to to testify or any of that kind of stuff they could end, they could finish on monday probably is, is there a Tuesday. chance in your mind is there a chance that witnesses are called i don't think so i uh, don't think so either. the only way it happens is if the house managers 
who are kind of their own thing now. They don't necessarily report to Nancy Pelosi anymore. They're their own guild. Um, <clears throat> so if they wanted to go after some some witnesses, they could they could certainly do that. I don't think either side will. So I think it will most likely finish up late in the day on Monday or both sides day. wanting this to be as short a process as possible yeah. uh, in terms of like tactics and strategy. It benefits everyone to get this wrapped up and over with. That's right. And so you're going to see a lot of things that are going to just be replayed in campaign commercials. It's going to be part of fundraising. I, I guarantee if anybody opens their email right now, uh, mm. you got a flood of opportunities to donate to the cause uh, from everyone from senators and House members to uh, super PACs and uh, everything in between. And so I think you will see a lot of theatrics. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of people uh, placating to the base of both the left and the right. Uh, so I think you're, you're going to see a lot of that. And then it will be very interesting to see uh, when it actually gets to the senators to have a little debate about all of these mm. things. Who said? Who says? Hey, I'm. I, I want my seven minutes. I'm. I'm going to go after this. And who's going to say? You know, I'll, I'll take a pass and just cast my vote on this one. Yeah. Uh, remind us how how that stage of the game works when the senators themselves have the opportunity. So once everything has gone through, they will have presented the evidence. Uh, both sides will have they, that. The, the house managers, the house managers, and the defense, and the defense. Yep, they will go through. They will uh, lay out their case. They each have sixteen hours over oh, two all. days. <laughs> so <laughs> starting great, to starting great. tomorrow during my show. <laughs> oh, there's more of this coming. There's great. more of this coming. Oh, cool. That's great. <laughs> it's coming tomorrow. It'll probably start at about eleven a.m. tomorrow. Uh, so that will go Wednesday, Thursday, and then they'll go Friday uh, with the defense, uh, and then they're going to skip Saturday. Is that a reference to the Jewish Sabbath? Yes. So I think that that request, uh, and that request made by the attorney speaking right now yes. on the part of the— Yeah, David Cohen. Uh, Showen. Showen. Yeah. Uh, he, he's withdrawn that request, oh, uh, I mean, and what the, and the decision that they've made—sorry to correct you here on the spot. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's he's, great. He's withdrawn that request— and what will happen is uh, Bruce Castor will will go will, Saturday. Will do will take over sole duty on okay. Saturday. Okay, so they could actually be done by the end of the day on Saturday. Uh, so then they will have a period where they senators can ask questions okay. of either side. And uh, as you know this as well as anyone, when someone says they would like to ask a question <laughs> on the floor of the Senate, you're you're ready for about a seven minute. Uh, pontification before the question mark appears. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and then when the when the witness or whoever's being questioned responds in anything other than a yes or no, uh, you, you'll be reminded you were asked a yes or no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so 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 that could happen as early as Sunday. Okay. Uh, they could convene and and do that, and then that'll probably splash over. Uh, into Monday, where I think we'll actually start seeing more of the exchange between the senators themselves. Oh, great! That'll be a ton of fun. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this: In all seriousness, is there a chance? Uh, you know, I, I am making the case that this is a foregone conclusion. Uh, I think that all the smart money is on exactly that. Uh, any room for surprises? Is there any case? Is there any chance that uh, that you know there's some sort of uh, new evidence revealed, and that new evidence being sufficient to change what the minds of at least 17 Republicans and this go away? Other than what's predicted currently, yeah, I think it was interesting because they were uh, the House managers were talking about laying out new evidence, unseen right. evidence, and they did that today. There was quite a bit. Now, if if there's more, I'm not certain, uh, but they did lay out a lot of you know unseen video, uh, body cam stuff today that uh, no one had seen or heard before. Uh, so I don't know how much more there is to that. Uh, I don't think anything that anyone saw today is going to be enough to get to that 67 number. I thought, you know, you mentioned some of the new footage that had been revealed and some of what we saw presented by Representative Raskin and the rest of the House managers. One of those uh, one of those bits of new footage that I hadn't yet seen was the the time synced uh, footage from the floor of the both the House and the Senate as the uh, you know, as the invaders 
or however we're supposed to call them, as they made their way into the Capitol, uh, we were shown footage of what was transpiring on the floor of the House and Senate uh-huh. at those very moments. And to see, uh, and for me, it was the first time seeing this when the senators uh, and the members of the House were informed that, in fact, there a breach had taken place and that danger was uh, at hand. Uh, seeing them swooped away, uh, ushered off into you know the various uh, corners in which they yeah. uh, hid themselves. It was uh, a reminder of the gravity and the severity and the uniquely dangerous and hostile events that took place on January sixth. I. Yeah. You and I have gone back and forth, and you know you, <laughs> you. I was in a pretty dark place, a pretty down and out place, and you uh, pulled me back. I was reminded of of much of what brought me to that, uh, you know, that yeah. kind of heartbroken state as we saw that today. In particular, in particular, the sacred chambers. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to be too, you know, flowery with my language, but they are in fact uh, sacred yeah. places. Yeah. That is where the laws are made and debated, the laws that govern this glorious nation. And they were invaded, and danger was foisted upon them. And it, uh, it broke my heart and re- re- does that again today, yeah. in particular as we saw this new footage during the, uh, the Democrat or the House manager presentation this morning. Yeah, and I, I think that's exactly what they were after. They were trying to recreate a lot of that emotion. Uh, and so that's, uh, to me, the interesting thing that we'll continue to watch. I think they'll continue to do that throughout the proceedings over the next several days. They're going to keep going back to some of that video yeah. uh, to remind us of what that really looked like, more importantly, what that felt like. On January the 6th. Yeah. Uh, We'll continue to follow it throughout the week. Boyd Matheson, thanks again for your time and your insight and your expertise here joining us. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, the top two stories at 2 o'clock next here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.